And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us. Happy Halloween, I suppose. Um, Danny is with us. How is it going, Danny? It's going all right. Um, I've not got a live audience tonight, so <clears throat> I won't be on the cusp of swearing at anybody. So that's the result. Um, but if you mention the buses, might have to drop a F-bomb here or there. Because <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show. Yes, I see a Danny Rant coming today, maybe not a Mick Rant. Um, <laughs> Mick, I'm surprised we can see you. You're normally lights turned off so nobody knows you're in on Halloween. I'm surprised you, you, you can see you. Well, the funny thing is, it's raining, isn't it? So it's been it's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, we've looked out this Halloween, it's raining. Yeah. Get in. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, thank you all for being with us on our delayed episode, a day later than normal. Um, because we, we, we me and Mick were in Cardiff for the weekend, we wouldn't have got back in time for the episode, um, on Sunday, hence the delay. Um, so thank you all for being with us. <coughs> Excuse me, cough, sorry. Um, and we should we want to start this episode by saying another thank you to Athletic Green, who are our sponsors uh, for this episode. Um, the AG1 drink uh, is helping people's uh, gut health and energy levels. Um, it, it's basically multivitamin. You know, it, it helps with um, keeping your vitamins at a good level. Mick is obviously our spokesperson for the Athletic Green Partnership. Um, talk to me, Mick, about why you still take Athletic Green. It keeps me awake, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it wakes me up in the morning, keeps me awake. It's uh, happy days. Buy it if you can. Get in there. Right, that's it. That's that's not. It's just. It's not. It's not. This does that. Just buy it. That's what makes sense. Just buy it. It's worth it. Honestly, (laughs) feel million dollars. Uh, It is rated by over seven thousand five star reviews. Recommended by professional athletes as well, uh, which 
Ben may or may not be in future years. Um, to make it easy, Athletic Green are going to give give everybody a free one-year supply of amusement, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham, and I'll just take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you very much to those those guys. Uh, so we've got the comments. Neil Liversage, Paul Brock, Dave Lawton, Steve Thomas, Stephen Senior. Sean Green, Mark Gamble says evening. Looking forward to the nine one zero formation tomorrow. Yeah, well, let's get on with it, shall we? Um, Saturday afternoon in Cardiff. Cardiff's a lovely city. Um, that's about all the positive I can think of on Saturday. So on to Burnley then. <laughs> Burnley. Yeah. Um, we should say, we should say, uh, you know, thoughts, well, maybe not the right word, but the people who were failed by the bus company, Danny being one of them, unfortunately. Um, absolute nightmare. Though. I don't know if there's any update on that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Not a bad start to what turned out to be a terrible day for Rotherham fans, to be honest with you. Danny, if you want to just try and keep the swearing to as minimal as you can. Yeah, you, you're now live on the BBC. Please do not swear. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, <laughs> I'll start from the very beginning because I got a me- I woke up to a message um, from my last saying I've got a bad feeling about you guys going to Cardiff today. Got a really bad feeling about it. Turns out we didn't go anyway, um, so it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, got to town at about about quarter past eight. Um, bus was late into town, which is sort of rare. Um, messaged a few of the lads who were at the pub, and they said bus not hasn't even turned up yet. Um, worst thing is um, the bus company, which I will name, which is at Cawthorns, Um They have since messaged Dave Scrivens and tried to sort out refunds um, for the Cardiff game. But unfortunately, one of their buses turned up, which was going to Whitby with um, the day trippers. Um, so their day trip bus turned up, but unfortunately their away day bus didn't. Um, so that, that was a bit odd. And then about quarter past nine, um, I got a message from Scriven saying, tell everybody in town to go home because we don't think it's turning up. And it didn't. And um, his message their owner, who is in America at the minute with his family at Disney World, so I'm told. And um, he's gone absolutely apoplectic about what's happened. Um, there must have been a absolutely colossal mess up with bookings, whether it were bookings being cancelled, forgotten about, or the buses just all decided to um, go belly up all at the same time. But there's been a massive, massive um, miscommunication or, or mess up somewhere. And, um, yeah, it's left Rotherham fans out of pocket. Thankfully, the refunds are being sorted, at least for us. I don't know what's happening with Sheffield United fans with their yeah. refunds and stuff and stuff the like. Um, but, yeah, I've basically got my Berlin bus for free because £17 worth has gone on to that instead. <laughs> so it's oh, not all bad. And I, what I will say is that anyone who's looking to get your Cardiff ticket refunded, um, you know, with cost of living, £19 can actually make a difference somewhere. Mm. Um the system that the club's got in place is the you take your ticket down, they take your ticket off you, they write down your phone number on their own little ticket, and then that then goes to their head of supporter communications. I forget his name, someone will tell me in the comments. Um, and then he gets in touch with a rep at Cardiff, 
get the number, then check if that wasn't scanned. And if it's one of the 50 tickets that wasn't scanned, then they basically put it back into your account with the club or direct into your bank. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's a tricky process because the game's already gone and you're getting refunds for the games that have already happened. So they have to check um, zero numbers and if it was scanned or not and this, that and other. Um, but, yeah, so if you are thinking about getting your tickets refunded, £19 can make a difference somewhere in the current climate. So I would recommend doing it. It's what I've done. Um, I've lost a ticket for me, ticket wall at home, um, but it'll just encourage me to go next time. So, yeah. Yes. And if you're going to miss a game, Danny, that was the game to miss, weren't it, to be fair? Yeah. Um, just thank you to to, uh, to, to IFC Tiny's mum for letting me go around and watch the game on um, on their special fire stick. Uh, I'm sure everyone's got at home as well. Um, yeah, the game wasn't nice. It wasn't nice watching it with a Derby fan either because we had the absolute stuffing took out of us. Um yeah, we didn't, we didn't lay a glove on Cardiff, did we? At all. No. At all. Not at all. Let's move on to that, I suppose. Um, it's difficult to know where to start, Mick, because the performance <laughs> was really quite that bad. I don't really know where to start. And I, well, I suppose the way to start is that we didn't start. Rotherham never started. Um, strange, it was... It was uh, I don't think quite unchanged, but obviously it wasn't unchanged. Richard Wood came back into the squad for, for Grant Hall, obviously. Um, very similar lineup to the Coventry game. Um, it just didn't start making it odd, very, very odd. Matt Taylor didn't seem to offer up an explanation in his post match either. It was just bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I've been thinking about this. Obviously, it's been on my mind since we came back. Um, thinking about how to how to even try and describe it for anybody that hasn't actually seen it. Um, mm. either weren't there or hasn't seen the game but I, I'm a, a bit of a loss to be honest with you um, you, you, you you sort of put it up against the performance at Coventry and it was literally like two completely different teams mm. um, there's, there's no I can't pick one area of the pitch that was any better than the other I don't think I don't think we defended particularly badly mm. um, I just think we were just bad. We couldn't keep the ball. We just could not keep hold of the ball. Uh, no matter what we, I was going to say no matter what we tried, but we didn't seem to try anything either. No. It was just, it was so lacklustre and, and it had shades of, it had shades of the performance at Sunderland about it. Mm. Um, except for the fact that Cardiff were crap. Oh, they were bad. How they, bad were they? Make no mistake about it. I mean, the, the, I was going to say they didn't deserve to win, but we deserve to lose. So mm. somebody had to win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was just an awful game from from minute one to minute ninety, um, and, and I can't think of a I can't think of a positive to drag out the game at all. I, genuinely, I can't. Um, it was just awful. It was awful. only one. Yeah, I suppose the positive is that we only lost one nil. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, we were lucky to get nil. Right. Uh, it was just, it was just dreadful, dreadful. Yeah, Stephen Thomas says, Cardiff, like mentioned, Cardiff weren't weren't that good. We made them look better than they were. The thing is, we were that bad, we didn't even make them look good. If that's somehow <laughs> possible, <laughs> they still, they're still clear, very clearly a rubbish team. 
Um, and if that's what if that's what they're going to be like between now and the end of the season, they're going to be down there with us. Well, they will be in a relegation fight if that's what if that's the best that Cardiff have got. Yeah, um, we know that's not the best we've got. Cardiff have obviously been in a bad run of form, so it's it was obviously question marks over them. Go make. Yeah, no, no you're, you're absolutely right. I think John 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 Rills put there in the comments that um, we had that weekend fixture and they didn't. Um, Mm. Possibly, I mean that possibly could have something to do with it because it was a high tempo game at Coventry. That, you but know, they, it's not like they had an extra spring or anything, was it? It wasn't an energetic game for no, them. No, no, you're right. You're right. It wasn't. Um, but it, but perhaps that has something to do with um, the, just the just the lack of any sort of any sort of quality at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so difficult to sit here for. Another fifty minutes and go. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am with it. Just nothing yeah. to nothing to pick out of it that makes you think. Yeah, well, that bit were all right or, or whatever. Mm. Um, just not good. Not good at all. No, we'll pick out some bits which were particularly not good. I'll see if we can find some positives. Paramount UK says you would have thought after being sent down by them we would be more up for it. If there was a different manager in charge, I think we, the game would have gone differently. Matt Taylor hasn't got that baggage like like previous managers. Mm. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the, the lineup, Danny. We, we can mention Victor, but there's not much to mention. He made a few routine saves. He's one of the few that comes out with any sort of credit. Um, but by mixes, we didn't defend. Did we defend badly? I know the goal was sloppy. I, I agree this. the build of the goal was very, very sloppy. But we, we didn't, we restricted them or did they, or were they just bad? I don't know. What do you think? It's a million dollar question, isn't it? Really, I think the back, the back. Oh, this is not going well. Um, can, can you hear me? All right, in and out. My is playing. I'm sorry. Um, I had to lag a little bit. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear it's a horror show on Halloween lads it is oh dear shall, shall, I, shall I join back and... I'll join back yeah, and yeah, try again do. one minute <laughs> try again try again we'll go through some comments <laughs> John Morrell John Morrell says they've not been a good side all season but seem to dig out results to keep their head above yeah. water but I see them being banging the relegation mix this season yeah I agree it's not like a manager obviously um, Mike Miller says, if this performance was at the end of a really long poor, uh, uh, poor results, you would almost say the players weren't playing for the manager. Clearly, that was not the case. Uh, John Brown says, Danny's on 10, 10k dial up speed. Um, yeah, let's it, talk it's, about not, it's, it's just in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about individual performances. And to be honest with you, Mick, I, I don't know where else to start other, other than Ben Wiles at the minute. Um, it's a very difficult criticism that we've got to level, but it's I can't find another way around this now, to be honest with you. We've almost been skirting the issue for a few weeks, but the, the Saturday's performance sort of summed up Wiles at the minute. Everything he touches goes wrong. His yeah. first touch is bad. He'll, for, then the first touch will be okay, and then the second touch loses it, and the pass is wrong, and then he takes a shot, and then just... He's just bad at the minute, and mm. he know I know he's not a bad player, 
I know he's a good player. We all agree. I think most Rotherham fans agree that Wiles is definitely a championship player. Um, but there is something wrong. Um, Danny, come to you on this one. Wilesy, talk to me about when Wiles, Danny, because he needs to find some form. We know how good he is, but it's just not working, is it? Bit like Danny's Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, no, it's not working. Okay, like so how long is my delay? <laughs> that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we've still got a few seconds delay, haven't we? Oh dear. Yeah, seems a bit better. Go on, go on, Danny. Talk, talk to me about right. Wiles and his, his his lack of form. Yeah, it's uh, oh, we, we it's really confusing with Wiles because we sort of know we've said this before. We know what he is capable of, um, but he just doesn't seem to have rooted it down this season. If that if that makes sense, like um, he's just not been consistent enough for me anyway. Which is which is quite bad to say because I do like Wiles and I know um, he is going to go on to do big things as a footballer. But certainly in the championship, the way you show you are a good player, both for your team and just in general in the division, is by showing consistency. And unfortunately, you can't be in a squad when you're being inconsistent when someone like, I don't know, Jamie Lindsay or even Scott High could come in and offer something different and be consistent with it. I think if Wiles needs to nail down a place, he does need to have a period on the bench and and just... Not just reevaluate himself, but reevaluate his application of his ability, which it sounds really, really harsh to say, but I think that needs to be looked at. And I think Taylor coming in as new manager and he's already put on record that he's going to shake things up and try new systems and new formations and this, that, and other. And um, that could be the way forward with Wiles. He could turn Wiles into like an impact midfielder rather than a, uh, a starting midfielder. Um, we have seen him go missing at times in matches, um, a bit like my camera feed to try and uh, <laughs> make, make me sound a bit clearer on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Wilesy is just do a rest. I think Burnley is the perfect chance to rest him. However, I would still start him because Burnley were after him in the summer. Like, that's the, the chess game you need mm. to play. Yeah. Possibly. Um, Doing Coward says, Wiles needs to put in a top performance on Wednesday to get a move in January, like that. He says, Nicholas Skimor says, look really frustrated. <laughs> Power UK says, if the sad thing is, if it's open for a move to Burnley, the way Wiles is playing, will they still want him? No. Ray Smedley says, Ari Ben Wiles, I think he's upset that the previous manager said there was a £2 million offer for him, said it wasn't enough, and then said manager leaves. It probably it may well feel let down. Um yeah, I don't know, mate. Let's hang nice on. dodging of the um, of the name there, Matt. Thank you very much. Didn't want to put a pound in just yet. I'll you know try and save it. Um, <laughs> I've gone through his few stats, Mick, and sort of interesting. Let's talk his shots first of all. There are only four or five players in the championship that have a lower shot accuracy than Ben Wiles in the championship this season. He has had twenty-one shots this season, two on target. Um. <laughs> And that sort of sums him up. Every time he shoots, it's just going left, right, and centre, and he's not—he's not impacting the game in a positive way. And we know he can. We know how good technically he is, 
So why is he not in target as much? Is it? Do you think it's just a confidence thing, or do you think it's is just a, a sulking little bit? No, I think he's sulking. No, I think we're past that stage now, aren't we? You know, that may have been the case at the beginning. I don't think he's sulking for this long. I don't. I think if that was the case, it'd show up in training as well. It'd show up in day to day, day to day life, if you like. So no, I don't think that's the case at all. I just think he's woefully out of touch. Just he's just so far off, out of form that he, he needs a break from the first team. I don't think that'll come on Wednesday night. To be honest with you, um, I, I think he'll definitely play against Burnley simply because of the um, of the interest that came from them in the in the summer. Um, I just he's not a bad player. You don't become a bad player. You know? We know we know what he's capable of. Unfortunately, um, it's it, it just. It's not going to happen, is it, at the moment, until he has a break? That's my view. Yeah. Will, Will in the comments says, uh, you know when Wiles is off it, when you hear Matt and Mick ranting at full time and you know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, lots of me and Mick spent weekend in Cardiff with uh, with family <laughs> and most of the conversation was about Ben Wiles the rest of Saturday night, Saturday evening. Yes. Um <laughs> yeah. Damien Coward says Wiles is missing Paul Ugh. Mr. W nearly at least you got to Cardiff <laughs> true <laughs> true um, Damien Coward says do you think he's missing the previous manager Danny do you think that's, do you think that's maybe something you know he's, he's been brought up as a professional footballer under one manager I imagine a change of managers potentially unsettling plus the transfer nonsense as well yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, um, the one who shall got me named number three, if you like, Matt Amshaw, he brought Wales all the way through <clears throat> his academy days right into the first team. And for them to go, uh, their whole team to go, probably a little bit unexpectedly, at least for the players' point of view, um, may have may have potentially shook him a little bit. You know, like that previous comment says, uh, the one who shall not be named turned down a two million bid, saying it's not enough, and then he goes elsewhere. Mm. Um, so it's sort of left Wales in limbo a little bit, I think, and he's probably uh, regretting not um, pursuing that move a little bit more because I think, well, what would have happened if I'd have took that? You know, what would have been doing now? Now I'm stuck somewhere else, and it's just it, it's all it's. I don't think it's a um, a sulking thing. Per se, like he's not like he's just sat in a corner with his bottom lip out and he's like cross saying, I'm not going to play football very well because of this. I think it's a case of it's just mentally wobbled him and it's really um, put him back saying, well, well, what happens now? Sort of thing. Will the, will the new manager keep playing me, which he has done, but then it's playing on his mind saying, I need to still play well to impress this manager who is more um, liable to drop me than the previous one. Um, so I think that I think it is just play, um, a mind, not not torture, but a mind process with Wilesley. Um And yeah, because he's, I mean, he's only just my only just older than me, and I have mental wobbles at times. So if you're a professional footballer whose job is to perform on a football pitch and you're not doing that, I and then your mentor's gone elsewhere. Yeah, it is going to be a big struggle for him. But unfortunately, football is a results-based competition. And if you're one of the chains that could be changed to get a different result, then unfortunately, you do need that rest. But a rest might do him well. 
mm. and um, and just rejig his uh, his mental mindset a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, big change, big change for Wales anyway. I don't think the change of manager is the reason why he is uh, continuing to perform badly. I think that that may well have been the catalyst for it. That coupled with the the, the move that fell through or, or never happened, but I don't think that's specifically why it was bad on Saturday or, or or any other game. I just think it's just the fact that he's, he's, he's got himself into a situation where he's completely out of touch, probably as a result of that in the first place, but no longer. It, mm. It's just he's out of touch. Mm. He needs a rest. He absolutely needs a rest, in my view. If you want some positive stats, and I can tell you that Ben Wiles has the best, has the, has the second highest pass completion rate in the squad. There's only Jamie Lindsay has a better pass completion percentage than Ben Wiles and he's third in terms of touches in the attacking area in the final third and the penalty box in the attacking penalty box so the stats actually tell you Mick that he is getting in good positions that maybe the it's difficult because when I we've got a comment here basically that basically it looked like he was stropping a little bit and it does look like his shoulders drop and he looks down but those stats tell you he's actually doing the right thing he's getting in the right areas he's touching the ball in the right areas but the, what he's trying to do at the end, it's going to be mentioned the shots of rubbish. That it's that that does suggest it's more form. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it? That's exactly what it says. That's precisely what it says. He's getting himself into into the right positions, and unfortunately, his touch is laying him down. His shot, shooting is laying him down. Whatever, whatever it is. So now, it, it, it needs to it needs a spell out inside. We've got Jamie Lindsay can come in and, and do do the job. Maybe not as well as Ben Wiles when he's on on top on song, but he's nowhere near on song, so he can do a better job than Ben Wiles is doing at the moment for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's, it's got a it's got to get out of it. Mm. <clears throat> he has, yeah, he has. Uh, <clears throat> John Wales says, I'd argue where is where is the competition for places? If he's so out of form, any other manager worth his salt takes him out of the side and pushes him to form to get back in. And that's where you start to question Matt Taylor, Danny. Only six games in, I accept that. But we can all see it's not working. And the previous manager, this applies to him as well. We can all see it's not working for Wiles at the minute. So the kind thing, almost a kindness, is to right, come out, just just have a, have a few games, put somebody else in, because that's, that's obviously good for Jamie Lindsay or Scott I, whoever comes in. You're rotating your squad a bit more, and it gives Wilesy a chance to regroup, and it gives somebody else a chance to perform. I don't, I can't understand why he's still playing, why he's still getting picked for ninety minutes, and people are questioning him getting the armband and things such as that. I get the questions, and this is magnifying playing him more is magnifying the problem almost, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's um, certainly one element to it. But like I said, with those stats, with the um. The passes in the in the attacking area starts. That to me shows what Wilesy is capable of, but it's his application which is letting him down. <clears throat> and um, the whole thing with the with the captain's armband. Um, I mean, when I first saw Wilesy as captain, you know, it's great academy lads come through a nice captain in the team. But then, um, where's the comment from NS, from NSW? Uh, it's Barlasser who gets the instructions, which is actually what we saw when he who shall not be named was here. Mm. Um, whenever Richard wasn't in the team, it was actually the Barlasser that was captain. 
Um, and I, I don't know, maybe Matt Taylor tried to shake up a little bit, give Wowsy a bit of confidence in himself by giving him the armband. Um, maybe maybe gave him the armband because he is the academy lad and he thinks, I don't know, I, I don't know maybe that'll spur him on a little bit. But like you say, most of us can see it's not clicking with Wowsy and you've got, you know, Scott High waiting in the wings, same with Jamie Lindsay. Um, a Dauphin as well, if you want to completely mm-hmm. shake up a little bit. You have got a decent competition for places. And to be, to be honest, we've said that Scott High is quite similar the way he operates with Wilesy, the way Wilesy operates, sorry. Um, maybe that means we take Wilesy out and bring Scott High in. And, you know, if Woody's not playing, which he might not do on Wednesday, or maybe Peltier not playing, or whoever it is, I'd. I'd give the the armband to Barlasser if Woody's not playing because he seems to be able to distribute the instructions more uh, vocally than Wilesy can. Um, it, it's <laughs> we pretend to know football and know mental state of footballers, and I've seen I can't remember which comment it was uh, about a professional football regardless who the manager is. Yeah, that's true, um, but the mental strain of effectively not doing your job to the best of your ability and it's starting to weigh on you. That affects everybody, regardless of what profession you're in. And I think it is starting to get to Wiles in that. Because it, it get to me, if I've had a run of six yeah. games with a new manager and I still haven't found my form since the last guy left, it does it does weigh on you because then you start thinking, oh I'm gonna get I'm if I don't start performing I'll get dropped and then you perform even worse because you're overthinking everything and then you eventually do get dropped, etc. etc. But I think like you said, the, the kindest thing to do for Wilesy is just give him a rest. Just give him a rest and recompose himself. Mm. Um, and might, might do that against Burnley, who knows? But I'd love to see Scott I come in because when he came in against... Oh, were it against that? He came oh. on and had... Hull, he came on and had a very, very good game. Good. And if he has that desire from the start of the game, it could completely rejuvenate the midfield. Because I thought against Cardiff, we were very flat in midfield and didn't really pursue it, and we turned over possession a lot against Cardiff as well, which is um, something that Matt Taylor's teams aren't really renowned for. Like he plays a more possession-based thing, or at least he did with Exeter. So for us to turn over possession with Cardiff so much, um, you see, I'm getting it right today. I'm not saying Coventry, I'm saying Cardiff, I'm getting it right. Um, for us to turn over that much possession with Cardiff, no wonder we ended up with, what, 37% possession, which is... Um, which is very bad to say. We, and then didn't create much going forward. I think we had three shots all game and only one shot on target, which is quite bad, to be fair. Um, said at the start, we didn't lay a glove on him. And <clears throat> maybe a rejigging midfield could solve that. Um, we'll have to wait and see. The, the problem you've got is now, if you play him against Burnley and he has a storming game, what does that look like? We all know what it looks like. Now, obviously, it's probably not going to be yeah. true. But if he plays Wednesday, scores two goals, and we win 2-1, <laughs> or whatever, mm. we all, in the back of all our heads, we're all going to be thinking it, aren't we, Mick? And it's yeah, probably yeah. not true, but we're all going to be thinking it, aren't we? So that's, the, that's another question mark. Does Matt Taylor think that way? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see on that one. I think, I mean, we've talked Wilesy to death here, haven't we? And, you know... Nobody has the answers, so I think um, I think the manager's hoping that he's going to play himself into back into a better form, um, yeah. and maybe the team are behind that. Maybe the the, the, the squad's behind that as well. Uh, I, that wouldn't surprise me. 
Well, I will say for finish off the Wilder chat by saying I think we're all in agreement that we all think Wilds is more than good enough for this level. Oh God, yeah. And mm. this is why we're Absolutely. sort of spending so much time on him because we know he's good enough. And if we can get that mm. out of him, then we're away. We're laughing. Um, the fact is, Rotherham boy obviously complicates matters and frust- maybe frustrates me a little bit more. I don't know. Um, don't know. We all want Wilds to do well. We all do. So hopefully it comes good. Wednesday, Saturday after World Cup, I'm not really bothered. I just hope it comes good for him eventually. Um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we'll move on in a moment. I just want to mention, we have, all the hospitals have asked us to give them a little shout out for the, some of the fundraising they're doing. They've asked us to let you all know about the Christmas fun run that they're doing just before Christmas at Clifton Park on the 4th of December. It's a Christmas fun run, fancy, festive, fancy dress fun run on the 4th of December to raise money for, obviously... The Rotherham Hospice. We'll obviously we like to promote them wherever we possibly can because the amazing work, excuse me, that they're doing in Rotherham and everybody else. So if you want to take part in that, go to rothamhospice.org.uk uh, and you can join in. Um, I, can, I can't wait to see Mick dressed as an elf or Father Christmas <laughs> or something like that. Um, doing a fun run through Clifton Park. What do you fancy, Mick? What, what do you reckon? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of dressing up as a middle aged bald bloke. Okay. You Are you thinking of dressing up as the man who shall what we name then, Meg? <laughs> um, Ooh, that'll blow the belt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do a beard, mate. Can't do Can't a beard. Do a beard. <laughs> Terrible growing up beard. But we've got a weekend. We, we, we've got the, the Ledger's Night, I think, on the Friday the 2nd. We'll raise, a, we'll raise some money for the hospice. And then Sunday the 4th, more money raised for hospice as well. So if you want to get involved in that, like I said, rothamhospice.org.uk. Um, that John Rell's got it. John Rell's got it. Mick's going to be dressed as Barry Bannon. There we go. Yes, John. <laughs> oh, I need a minute to myself after that. That's taking me. Um, There's no way, even for the hospice, that I am pulling on another one of those horrible shirts. Again. It made my eyes bleed Again. last time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the fact it was in your house as well. Oh. I know. I've managed to get rid of the smell eventually. It took ages. <laughs> And also, we're going to mention, also mentioned again the fundraising that we're doing. Don't mention the war. Mm. Uh, so, if you, if your friends or family mention our previous manager, I want you to challenge them to put a pound into our uh, Just Giving page, which is scrolling across the bottom of our screen on YouTube. It's on our Twitter page as well. It's justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash new hyphen York hyphen talk. One pound for every time you mention the former manager. See how much you raise. Danny's not put his in yet, by the way. Danny, you to, oh, 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 no, I'm putting mine as a, as a lump sum um, at the end. 
But just to say how much how many times I've actually said it. Um, I, I am going to chuck another pound in by saying this, right? Imagine if if Paul Warren actually watches one of these podcasts and sees that going down the bottom of, of the screen. he I don't know what he'll think. It, I really do hope he sees it as a bit of fun. And can you imagine if he chucked in a bit of money for it as well? That would be really, really funny. Um, but you just can't type his name in the donation box. It would just be put. It would just be Paul War, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's, he's got a good sense of humor, Yeah, yeah I, I hope he does see this as a joke, which it, it, it is meant as a joke, and it's just a a running thing that we're just raising money for the hospice. What am I on now? Six pound. Six now, now, yeah, Danny. Well, put it if you put Six it in. Now, that, that, the video we've done is just screen page, so people can keep a track on us to make sure we are are donating. Um, well, I, I don't. I, I don't worry. I've got a list, and I'm and I'm making. I've got a little tally chart, and I'm keeping count. So by the end of this, when we give the money, and I'll end up putting about thirty pound or something like that. Knowing me, but by end of the season, um, about hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, but, oh yeah, but, oh dear, but, right. I best put some student loan aside then, so I can pay for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mick, we got another suggested race. My war, che- my war chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could dress up as a referee. Yeah. Yeah. And be abused all the way around. Just don't <laughs> address as Gavin Ward, please. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll tell you what, right, you can go as a referee, Danny can go as Victor, and I'll go as Carlton Morris, and we'll recreate that moment for charity. <laughs> so you're, you're, basically, what you're saying <laughs> how, is. How come I'm getting my head kicked in here? We're just going silly now. You can so tell we don't want to talk about this. You're going to fracture Danny's eye socket for Rotherham Hospice, and I'm going to walk away. We're going to pretend. <laughs> I'm not, I don't yeah. want to hurt Danny. Well, I guess me out of uni for a bit. <laughs> well, there you go. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving back on to the game. Not that I want to talk about the Cardiff game. Is there anything you can talk about? I thought Ali Rathbun make had a decent enough game. Ironically, I thought the midfield did okay. I thought Barlaster was fine without being amazing. I think there was one pass that was exceptional. Um, and Rathbone was okay. Those are the minor positives, aren't they, really, from Saturday? Yeah. yeah that's it. Um, I saw Ollie Rathbone's mum and dad in crowd. That's mm. another positive. We did, um, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything else, mate. I... I mean, a Cardiff fan very kindly explained explained to us how to get to the away end without having to walk all the way around ground. That that was positive. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a nice ground. It's a cracking ground, actually. Yeah, empty. It's too, empty. This sound horrible, but it's too big from the stand nearest the camera. The stand where the camera's on. It's half empty, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you can tell that's where the camera doesn't point. Can't yeah. You? Uh, but other than that, no, there's nothing positive for me to come out of it. Um, and and you listen to you listen to Matt Taylor's interview afterwards, or not not afterwards, but the, the one from I assume from Monday from his um, his press conference with uh, with Radio Sheffield. Um, he's he's clearly aware of it. He's clearly aware of what the situation, what the well, what I'm going to say what the issues are. He's, he's a better man than me because I can't. I couldn't pin my finger on what the issue was. Uh, but he he clearly has, and 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 again, like the last bad performance against Hull, I expect to bounce back on Tuesday on Wednesday night. Mm. Um, however, 
uh, it's going to be a much tougher task than uh, it's likely to be a much tougher task than than Coventry. You would think. And Cardiff. Well, I mean, look, come on, we could have put under twelves out, and they would have given them a better game. <laughs> they, they would. True. They yeah, would. it's true. It is. That's true. It, is, it sounds like we're being a bit, you know, snarky, but I, I suspect Cardiff fans will say the same. That yeah. it was just a bad game of football. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody came out of that stadium smiling, to be honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> or relief than smile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Send a few people, Danny, get a bit of criticism for Wes Harding. Um, now, I'm not particularly buying into it. What I am thinking and leaning towards is Wes Harding isn't a wing back, he is a centre back or a right back. He doesn't excel. His skill set is not suited to wing back. He's not quick enough, and probably hasn't got the energy enough to to get up and down. He tries, doesn't he? But mm. I don't think his skill set is for a wing back, and feels like he probably shouldn't be starting in that position. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think he, at the minute he's employed as either a makeshift at wing back or <clears throat> as a right sided centre back, which he does okay in. Um, I, and I think, at least from what I saw on the telly against Cardiff, was that on that right side, um, he just had to keep sitting deeper and deeper until he was effectively a right-back. Um, and that, again, that's another thing that killed us in midfield, having that, I don't, not having that um, wide outlet on the right side. Um, and like I say, yeah, he is a right-back. I think Norton Cuffey does... A better job as a wing back uh, because he can bomb forward but come back and he does have that defensive side to him which we have seen before um, but with Wes he definitely operates better as a right back um, and um, he just needs that more experienced head next to him but then Woody doesn't play well in a four at the back so it's, it's a very interesting juggling game for that one. If you need Wes to sit deeper as a wing-back, he does well. Um, but if you need him as that right side of centre-back, he does have a mistake in him. Um, and I think it's just that he just overcommits, like, especially against... Oh, who were it against? It was against somebody, and every time they went down their left side of defence, Wes overcommitted yeah. and then got done by their player. Like I, I, can see, I can see it in my head, I just can't remember the team. Um, and it, it's just it's just an unfortunate circumstance we wears. He, 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 he was brought in, and then we went to a three at the back with wing back system, and he's just sort of adapted the best way that he can. It's not knocking his abilities of a player because he's a very good player. It's just that the system we employ sort of leaves him out to dry a bit with being caught out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Taylor's seen that, and that's why we try and employ a bit more of a five at the back system sometimes, because and it suits Wes as your your far side of player, but also suits Woody with the three at the back. There's a lot of working out to do with Matt Taylor, and he's done he's done all right in his first six games, if I'm being honest. But with Wes, I can see why the criticism falls at his feet. Um, but I think uh, one of the the more expert ones is that John Morell, because he has seen him at Birmingham and how they operated him there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. John Morrell says Wes played wing back for us for Birmingham once. 
in his younger days against Villa. We don't talk about that day or his performance. <laughs> he has definitely I, I, improved as a wing-back, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He has improved as a wing-back. It's just that you can tell his natural position is sitting slightly deeper than the wing-back mm. position. Yeah, he's playing in the back three with Woody and, and Humphreys. I, 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 I know I keep banging on about it, but that is the back three that we should be playing. There's, there's no there's no question in my mind. And... and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we're not. And it may now. Um, now Peter Kielso's back. That's uh, a big. That's big for us. That back and available. I yeah. suspect. I would hope. I would hope that that might be a something that we we see a little bit more often. But that that is his position, definitely. And those are the three. Those are the three that should be first choice back three for me every game. And, and I'm not a fan of resting Woody. Week, you know, during week or at weekends or what? I'm not a fan of it. Woody needs to be keeping. He needs to keep playing um, while while whatever he can. Woody, Harding, Humphreys. That is the back three for me that we absolutely should be playing. Yeah, Humphreys is out for Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, of course. He's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of the areas that we didn't strengthen enough in, in the summer. I know we've got Peter Kioso in, but one injury, and then we don't have a right right, right to the wing back, and we have to go bring Bucknell and Cuffy in. Mm-hmm. Same with left hand side. Shane Ferguson, I don't think, can play against him as well. I don't think, I don't think he's very good at wing back at this level. So you're talking Cohen Bramwell, who's got an incredible amount of stuff to learn. He's, he's got so much to learn, Cohen Bramwell. We're so weak in depth in those areas for me. I think we need to strengthen significantly. Um, in depth, but we didn't. And we are where we are till January, aren't we, I suppose? <sighs> anyway, anyway. Still not bad being 13th. Well, that's it. It's, I feel it'll be right negative, but if you know, if you'd have been 13th going into November, I, God, we would have been buzzing, wouldn't we? We would have been absolutely buzzing. Um, still five points to go relegation zone, 22 points, still more averaging more than a point a game, which obviously keep us up. Um, plenty of positives. It's just the manner of the performance, isn't it? That's all it is. It's one performance. You know, we've had two or three. Well, it's two out of three, if technically. Hull, if you add the whole game yeah. in there, two out of three. You, you've, got the, you've got the whole game, you've got Saturday, and you've got Sunderland. Those are the three games where we've performed poor. It's a Wigan. Yeah, yeah, you could say Wigan, but I suppose you're not really counting that, way. No, no. And... Yeah, three bad performances in a season so far. It's just I don't understand why people are losing the losing their heads over it. I don't, but I, well, I do, I do, I do. I don't know why I said that, but shouldn't be. yeah, yeah. We'll see. We've got four games. If you, if we pick up a couple of points, it might be a good return out of the next four games we've got: uh, Burnley, Norwich, Sheffield United, uh, and then uh, Lewin. Uh, Stephen Thomas, what about Blackburn? We were okay against Blackburn for 45 minutes. Well, 30 minutes, something like that. Um, yeah, anything else you want to pick out? Any of you two want to pick out from Saturday's game? Saturday as a gem, as a, as a day. Can't believe we got 45 minutes out of it, to be honest. And most of that was we're talking about Ben Wiles, I suppose. So, um, yeah. Cool. It is what it is, isn't it? We move on. We do. I keep saying that, don't I? I just enjoyed building him a model plane instead of going to Cardiff. Well, you do need to get a life, Danny. <laughs> I'm an old man. Mrs. says this to me. I drink John Smith and I build model planes. I'm legit an old man in a 23-year-old's body. <laughs> the, only, the only joy I got was bullying Ben 
all day. Um, <laughs> I was not going to see Ben very much because he was at the NFL Academy, but I got to bully him for a couple of days, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I hope Ben's core's better because it was, it was, it was, it had a sore core, didn't it? Um, a sore core. Oh, bless him. Bless him. But, you know, fatigue's all in the mind, is what Ben tells us. So we need to train it more. Um, let's move forward. Let's move forward. By the way, none of us got the prediction right, unsurprisingly. We all went positive, as you would do. Sean Green says the goal. It was a good finish, Mick. Poor defending, though, to the build to get to that point. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, it, it almost had... I've not watched it back, if I'm perfectly honest, but from memory, it almost had a little bit of a... Um, a bit of a look about that whole goal, you know. It's it kind of pinballed around in in in, uh, in penalty area. And nobody took charge of it. Um, so yeah, it's just what can you do? What can you do? Apart from get out there and lay a glove on him and and and, and go at him, which we didn't do. Yeah, I think Brexit was saying commentary. We were in lockdown. I remember Brexit saying just give him something to think about. Just mm. Ask ask him a question with the, the backing phrase, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just didn't ask him a question. No, we didn't. Uh, it's a basic of, of sport, really. Um, yeah. Well, yeah the, only question, the only question we asked him is, there's the goal, there's the ball, do you want to put it in? Basically, yeah. You know, that, 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 that was a question that we asked, weren't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, question on the pen, a potential penalty maker. Again, I haven't seen a replay of this. A handball late-ish on in the game, uh, where near where we were, if you had any... Thoughts on Mr. Langford's performance? No, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember you screaming about it. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember it. Yeah, 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 I do remember it. Yeah, I mean, he's to be fair, with, with hindsight, his, his arm was in a natural position, um, assuming he's Superman. Um, he, was, he was in a natural position. Um, but, yeah. Listen, if he didn't see it, 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 did it, but he did see it, didn't he? Because he, he waved it away. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, it's Oliver Langford. What do you expect? <laughs> it was poor. <laughs> I, I mean, he, but, he didn't listen. He didn't have a particularly bad game. No, he didn't. Um, but but yeah, that, that to be fair, good. I had forgotten about that. Um, thanks for reminding me. I can I can I can mull about that again tomorrow now when I talk to people at work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Move on to the Burnley game. <laughs> Going to the home of the top of the league. It's just what we needed after after a game like that, isn't it? Um, let's start with ref watch. Oliver Langford is the referee for Wednesday night. Again? Again. It's not. No, it's not. It's Lee Doughty. Lee Doughty. Apologies. Lee Doughty. Oh, thank Oh, oh Matt, you nearly gave me an heart attack. What's the hell? <laughs> not a beautiful name on that one. Uh, yeah, Lee Doughty, um, refereed the 1-1 draw at home to Watford this season, uh, gave five yellow cards to us, according to Transfer Market. 11 games, six penalties this season. Um, so, you know, oh, just, just something to think about, isn't it? Uh, when you're playing a, t- a team like Burnley, teams like Burnley, a team that have come down and have some big names and things like that. You expect to see a bit of uh, theatrics, don't you, sometimes? Let's see. Let's wait and see. You can wait till next Saturday for theatrics, mate, when Norwich come to town. 
Yeah, I know. I can't wait for oh, that. But what I should have said, you can wait till next Saturday for, for, uh, for theatrics to, when Norwich roll into town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the first meeting of us and Burnley for six years, obviously in the Premier League for that time, uh, 2015-16, they, beat, they did the double over us. The last time we beat Burnley was back in 2004, back at Millmore. Martin Butler, Robbie Stockdale got one of his few goals. And also Michael Proctor. Do you remember Michael Proctor, Mick? I do, yeah. Did yes. swap for Darren Byfield, didn't we? I mean, it didn't yeah. go very well. Mm. Um, alternative, on, on the net, on the last time we won at Turf Moor was 20, uh, 2002, so 20 years. Alan Lee, Darren Byfield and John Mullin each got two that day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Morell says, Burnley's Burnley says, good luck. They're, they're the best side that you've seen this season. Uh, in the championship, oh keep it to them. We've done well. Oh dear. Yeah, it's going to be tough, mate. We know Cameron Humphries is is, is unavailable. Um, there's always question marks on Woody uh, on his availability. We play Wednesday, Saturday, so he's not going to play one of these games. Which one would you like to see Woody playing? I suppose is the question. Well, the the, the issue you've got is that I, I would. I, <laughs> Probably, I'd, I'd I'd like to see him miss the uh, Burnley game on the basis that if Grant Hall plays against Norwich, we're going to be we're going to be a penalty city, in it, you know, because they're just he's going to be dragging people all over the place, taking shirts off in penalty area and everything. So um, maybe 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 Grant Hall comes into that centre on uh, on Wednesday night um, and hope that he can. Uh, he can keep his hands off, <laughs> keep his hands off players in penalty area. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd probably. I'd probably save Woody for um, for Saturday because he's got. It, it feels like I know he probably hasn't, but it feels like he's got more experience, um, and, and he's unlikely to be old manned quite as easy as uh, as Grant Hall will be. So, um, yeah, we'll. we'll <coughs> Difficult one. It's a difficult one because if um, with with Cam Humphries uh, with his niggling injury as well, that that that's that's obviously not going to help. He's not going to be available for selection, so it really cuts down our options in that back three. Um, but I suspect it's going to be Peltier, Hall, uh, and Wes. Yeah. What do you think, Danny? Peltier, I think, got man of the match on the club's poll um, from Saturday's Did game. You? Yeah, he did okay. I'm surprised he won that poll, to be honest with you. Um, what do you re- what do you reckon? Peltier, do you think do you mix same or do you think or could you see Woody coming in, staying in? Um, I think <clears throat> with um, if you were to take Woody out and save him for Saturday, then yeah, I agree. Mixed back line is um, the more logical approach. But I'm going to throw a wild card in wild card in there. I want to see Jamie McCart on that left side. I forgot about him. Forgot, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, Oddly. I mean, we've we've not really seen much of McCart. We've actually seen more of him now. Taylor's come in before he shall not be named, which is weird because he's the one who signed him. Anyway, um <laughs> I, I would like to see at least um an attempt made with McCart, Hall and uh, and Harding. Uh, mm. the, the um three um the two H's in the in the McCart. Um just because it, it you know it uh, McCart's our natural left footer and he's got good distribution which could get us 
out of the trenches a little bit if he's if he sees a pass and gets us out. Then you've got Hall as your experienced head, slight effectively your replacement for Woody. And then Harding, who's also got the experience head next to him, so might reduce his uh, likability for a, for, a, for a mistake. But anyway, I just want to see what, uh, McCart start, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. A start from McCart, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would, definitely. Um, Mike the Miller says, remember an utterly brilliant goal from yeah. Trevor Berry in the 3-0 FA Cup win at Burnley in the, I think, 97 season. I think that's in 98, I think. It was this... our first game ever live on Sky. There's a podcast somewhere that we've done where Trevor Berry doesn't mention it at all for at least the first five minutes of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get Trevor Berry back on because he's he is he's a good lad. Oh, we love Trevor. We love Trev. Um, yeah, that was. If you've not seen the Trevor Berry goal, you need to go on YouTube. The picture quality is terrible, yeah. um, but this yeah. It was something. It was back in the early days of Sky. We had Martin Taylor and Andy Gray, who was, you know, still on Sky at the time, um, raving about this vision. But what, what was Division Three guy got so it's gone his absolute world. It was just spectacular. Can confirm was, I've seen this goal, and uh, well, it was in a um, a post chat session. Wanted lads, mm, uh, you sent me yes. the link to the goal. I watched it, and I just sat there with my mouth open, like, how on earth is called that? People say Alex Ravel's goal might be the best goal. Um, scored at Wembley. Trevor Berry's goal has got um, a strong shout of being the best Rotherham goal that's been captured on television. True. Yeah, our first time ever on Sky, weren't it? I think was it was it was an FA Cup first round replay mm. um, of all things yeah. on Sky. The glory, <laughs> the glory of Rotherham United. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go watch that if you It's on you. It is on YouTube. So go and watch it. Um, Powerman UK says he would like. Bramwell, McCart, Hall, Harding, Cuffey. That's from left to right. Um, mm. We have Nicholas Stimmel. Yeah, we have to start. We have to get the pitch quicker. Going to need to hit them on the counter, so we need as much pace as possible. Yes. Now, we, we again, we spent the day with with Ben on Saturday, Mick, and he was seething, is I think is the right word, that Brooke Norton Cuffey <laughs> didn't start um, because, essentially, we need the pace. And it's difficult to disagree, to be honest with you. We talked... This is not really a slight on Wes, but it's what Norton Cuffey gives you yeah. from a from a movement up the pitch, and you don't lose anything defensively. We know that's the that's the best thing about him. You don't lose anything defensively. Um, strange, he hasn't started, but for me, it's time you've got to get him back in. Maybe maybe not Bramble, but certainly Cuffey needs to start him as right wing back for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because it does give you it give it gives you some it gives you that attacking outlet far more than Wes does. Um, mm. and, it, and it gives you a similar sort of attacking outlet as Cohen Bramall does on the left um, and it allows you that pace getting back defending if 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 and when um, the opposition have got a pacey wingers um, so so yeah for me Bramall and, and Norton Cuffey need to start depending of course um, on, uh, on on Kioso I, I mean I can't see Peter, Peter Kioso being up to match speed yet, we may well see him, but I think it'll be a change for uh, for Cuffey later on. Mm. Would be my would be would be the the option I'd be looking at. I suspect. Well, I would that that for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm with Ben on that. Um, he, he should have started on uh, on Saturday. Mm. He'd have torn him a new one down that side, and he would have given him something to think about. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Adams says Chio's available, Joe Bennett and Sean Green. It asks, is, is Peter Coso available? Yeah, but Peter Coso, Matt Taylor says Coso's trained with the group, uh, which I think is probably the first time since probably August that he's trained with the group. Um, excited to see that. Excited to see him come in. Um, we'll come into the midfield in a minute, Danny, but let's talk about striking options. We start with Kelly and Washington, both pretty ineffective. Uh, Chio is available. Is he available for 90 minutes? We obviously don't know. How tempted would you be to just to, just to throw Chio back in again, just to give some then some something to think about? Yeah, I think Taylor might explore that option, potentially bringing him in for um, for Kelly. I think mm-hmm. like, I've had this discussion with a few people. Kelly is definitely making a name for himself as an impact sub um, because I, 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 I don't know. It could be down to again the mental side of it or. You know, when you're playing for 20, 25 minutes, you just think, oh, it's only just shy and half an hour. I can just empty the tank as quickly as I can. Whereas if you start a game, you have to pace yourself a little bit more. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But but if you were to have Ogbeni and, and Washington up top and then, for example, swap Kelly for Washington later on in the game, it adds mm-hmm. a completely different dynamic to our front line. Um I, but again, I don't know if Taylor sees Ogbeni as a striking option or if he's looked at him in training as a just as a wider option because he has said we've lack, we're lacking depth in wider positions. He'd like to play potentially with a four and with proper wingers. But we don't have quote unquote proper wingers, um, so I don't know if he could see Chio in that role. I'm not sure. But in terms of from what we've seen of Chio in his striking position, I would bring him in to start instead of Kelly. Because then it completely throws off the dynamic of what Burnley would have reviewed, for example. True, true, true. Um, Mick, what do you think? Eves could bring Eves back in. Eves, Eves did okay when he came on. To be fair, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, the, the, the issue for Eves is that um, he, he's just gonna he's just getting ragged about everywhere, and he he, he doesn't he, he can't get into a game. And um, so I think Eves is, is more an impact player for me. Uh, if Chio's fit and fit enough to, to give us 60 minutes, I'd be starting Chio and Wash front. That pace and movement will allow us um, out um, as long as we don't start going along, which which has been the major issue. The, the problem we have, and I don't know whether it's the players or what it is, as soon as you put that big man, if you like, up front, we start to go along straight away. Um, and, and I accept that and I understand that when you've got Tom Eves up there. Um, but Georgie Kelly, not so much. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll be bringing Chio back. I'll be, be bringing Chio back. Um, and we, we know about Georgie Kelly. He is a work in progress. There's, 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 there's two, or, two or three more seasons yet before I think he, he can be an accomplished starting striker certainly it's certainly one more season uh, I, I, I just don't think he's there yet but as an impact sub he, he is absolutely at this stage of his career that's that is where it where he where he where he sits for me mm-hmm. um tom eves is a different matter in it um yeah. it depends how you're going to play um and and what what the what the referee is like and what the defense is like um if you've got a referee that is going to is going to impose himself on the game and give fouls when they are fouls, then, yeah, I'm all for Tom Eves playing. But unfortunately, he gets he gets less than no protection 
Yeah, it does. Um, so, I mean, it's worse than Smithy. I know Smithy used to get ragged about and not get anything. Um, but but with Tom Eaves, it's gone to a, it's gone to a whole new level mm. of, of, of just completely and utterly ignoring any sort of foul on him. Um, it's just dismissed and it's bizarre. But anyway, that's how it is. So cheer, cheer on Wash to start and um, possibly Eves and Eves and uh, and Kelly on later on, mm-hmm. depending on how it goes. Yeah, possibly. But a good run of form, Burnley, as you'd expect. Um, a very, very good run of form. They, they did beat uh, Reading at the weekend. If anybody's seen the penalty into it at the very, very end, they were very lucky to get away with three points. Um, so from that point of view, obviously we know what we know what we did to Reading. Um, they've only lost one game this season, <laughs> and that was to Watford very early on in the season. So they are clearly an excellent team. Um, John Rell says it's in the midfield that is key. Colin and Cork are absolute class. Need to close them down any opportunity. You know what it says to me, Danny? It says you need Oliver Rathbone and Jamie Lindsay. Uh, mm. You start with those two. Start with the energy and mm. hope for the best almost. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that's my, my mindset. Just um, try and tire him out as quickly as possible and hope for the best. Um, so you need your really bitey but quick midfielders, which, you know, as we've said, is Ollie Rathbun and Jamie Lindsay. Um, we are really up against it with this Burnley side. They've not lost at home this season. Um, <clears throat> they are top of, the, top of the league for a reason. Um, so I, I think... It's certainly in, in some fans' minds, we could almost look at this game as a free hit <clears throat> because Burnley will be up there this season. I've seen a few people say they are effectively a Premier League team in disguise um, with them being in the Championship. But, you know, we're all in the same division and, and anybody can actually beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if we win, we're in for a surprise. I think right now, a lot of people would just take a draw against Burnley. Um, as being the more quote-unquote favoured results if we were to get points from it. Um, but this is, re- this, this is really a test of Rotherham's bottle. You know, we've put in what a lot of people consider to be a poor performance against Cardiff, because it was, because we were very flat and it, we've already gone through this anyway. Um, we've not won since... The last time we won? That's, that's bad, I've forgotten. Stoke. Stoke, yeah. Um, we've not won since Stoke, and Stoke was a complete finesse performance. Um, we've picked up a point against Coventry, which could have been three if it wasn't for a little bit of stupidity. But anyway, um, so this is really a test of bottle. We've lost badly um, by performance, not by scoreline. So this is really a, right, what are you made of? You know, react to that. And then, I don't know, it could equate to a point against Burnley and that strongest showing we get. Or... Whatever it is, but oh, it should be a fun day. I'm coming straight out of uni to go to Burnley, and I really, really hope we put in a good performance. Or else I'm going to be very upset on Thursday. Is um, it is, and I hope the coach turns up. Well, it's a beautiful place, Burnley. It's beautiful. I've, yeah, yeah, I've been told that. I've been told it's <laughs> their grounds like the Ritz. <laughs> I do like Turf Moor because it's old school. It's very old school. You've got four different stands that are all different. I like that side of it. Um, but, you know, Burnley makes Rotherham look pretty, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> sorry, Burnley. I apologise. <laughs> it's true. You live there, you know. Um, 
Uh, John Rell says, rightly says, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, but we're lucky we didn't have to play Fulham last season with Mitrovic. Very good. Point. Oh God, that looked that looked terrifying playing Fulham. Yeah. There is that's the thing with championship this season. There is no. We've talked about the start of the season, didn't we? There's no Leeds. There's no Villa. There's no Fulham with Mitrovic. Burnley are the best so far, but Sheffield United were the best not long ago, weren't they? And yeah, they, they were. They've, they've they've dipped, and we've got we've got them next week. We need to go. Uh, some of them were the best because they've got the biggest attendance. That's true, actually. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, we're back with attendance, please. I'm sorry for interrupting you, mate. Carry on. I'm just saying we need to go there and get in the face, in the faces. Yeah. That's what we need to be doing. Um, you know that they're, they're not Man City, much as Vincent Company would like them to play like Man City, um, and and much as they are probably staffed by quite a number of Premier League quality footballers, they're still not Man City and therefore they are get atable, if that's a word, which I know it in, but you know what I mean. It works. Uh, so it, it, we need to get in their faces and rough them up a little bit and be aggressive and, and be on the front foot wherever possible. We weren't even on the back foot on Saturday. We we, we, we just did a Sunderland endeavour bother getting off a coach. That can't happen. On Tuesday, on Wednesday night, because if if that happens on Wednesday night, you, it's going to be a cricket score. Mm. Um, so you know, we, we just need to get in the faces. Need to wick them. And make I, I'm not sure about that. I don't. I, well, I, I mean, I know we've been accused of this a few times this season, and yet we did slow the game down quite significantly at Stoke. I know that all the Coventry fans and. Coventry commentators were banging on and banging on about it against Coventry. I didn't see it anywhere no, near as much in the Coventry game, um, but but that seems to be our tag, doesn't it? They've got the the the, the away supporters and the, the 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 commentary teams have haven't got a Wickham to 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 try and belittle this season. So it's it, they're going to try and belittle us. So that I'm not interested in that. But I, I think if you if you do that against Burnley. You're going to be three 0 down anyway, so what was the point in wasting time? You might as well have a bash. So go out from the go out from the on the front foot, and hopefully we can we can cause them, we can upset them a little bit, um, unsteady them, because like I said, they're not Man City, so they can pass the ball about, but they're not as good. You know, they they are going to be um, flaws in the way that they play, and we've got to try and exploit that if we can, and, and, and try and get something out of the game, but. I just can't see it. Can't see it. Yeah, me neither. Give us a prediction then, Michael, please. Uh, 2-0, I think we'll lose 2-0. 2-0 to the Burnley. Fair enough. Is that your first loss prediction of the season, Mick? It might be. I think it might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Uh, I will go. (laughs) (laughs) I think just popped to put 10 bob in. To... <laughs> sorry, back with us, um, <clears throat> internet was lagging. Okay, go on. Prediction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're really upset yeah, with you, so put me um, me sick for him. The uh, you know what pot in the meter. <laughs> um. Yeah. But, the, but I'm not going to because. Did I cut out them? Did I line cutting out? Sorry, did I cut. Did, did, did you get my prediction of 2 0 loss? 
We didn't know. I've got it now, though. <laughs> oh, oh, well, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go full out. Going to go positive, me. So I'm going to go 1 1. Cause on the rough. See. Cause why not? I think, we, I think, mm. I think we're going to upset him. I think we're going to upset him. I'd take that 1 1 right now. I absolutely would. Pramod UK says 3 0 to Burnley. Russ Vernon, on not, I'm not quite as positive as Russ here, to be fair, but he, he says we're going to win 1 0. He says on the Rathbone. Nicholas Skidmore says 3 1. Sean Green hopes it's not like the 84 85 <laughs> season when we lost 7 0. Yes. Uh, Kim Haywood says thinks we will lose 1 0. John Morell says, can we start a GoFundMe page for dying to get a modern internet connection? <laughs> I'm at my granddad. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. Leave me alone. I am on my hotspot and the signal here is shocking. All right? I'm, I'm lucky like I've got know. 4G. <laughs> um, Neil Taylor says, 1-0 win to the Millers. Light positivity. Um, we should also point out, finally, before we finish, a hats off to Victor Johansson, who is the best champion. Keeper in the championship, according to who scored ratings so far this season. We all know that to be true. Uh, it's about time them in Sweden who beat the national team should start seeing that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's about time the Swedish national, uh, Swedish FA or whatever they whatever they are were called oh, in Sweden, got their fingers out and um, and called him up. It's uh, it's an absolute outrage. It's a national outrage, <laughs> national Swedish outrage that he's not been called up yet. Yes, it is. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they've got some games to come up uh, before the before the for the World Cup. To be honest with you, uh, we'll keep an eye on that because Victor's due a call. Up. Hopefully yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give him a ring. Actually, how's your Swedish? You what? Sorry. How is your Swedish? Um, yeah, I'll um, I'll get a translator. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know one. Um, yeah, let's. Let's leave it there because we've gone blooming long and we've whinged and moaned and talked about some right nonsense tonight. Absolutely. So apologies. Um, thank you all for being with us. If you are still with us, thank you very much. Um, please do subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already. If you're on uh, audio listening, do iTunes, Spotify. Please subscribe on there as well if you can. There's no batch day vlog from Danny this week. Obviously, he didn't go to Cardiff unless you did a vlog of you doing your planes, Danny. Did you do anything like that? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I've got enough storage on my phone to time lapse that because it took me four hours to half build that plane. And anyway, 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 um, Danny, hopefully, Danny will be there on Wednesday. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, everybody makes it on Wednesday uh, from a coach's point of view. Uh, we will be back on Thursday evening, back as back in our usual slot Thursday evening to review whatever happens on Wednesday. And then look ahead to Norwich, another fellow relegated team come to New York Stadium for the last game at New York Stadium before the World Cup comes around in a couple of weeks' time. Mick, thank you very much. Uh, you had your technical problems before we started, so I'm not going to say thank you too much, but thank you for being part of this episode. Yeah, no, I, I, yes, less technical issues than Danny's had, clearly. I mean, Danny's, Danny just literally dropped out at the very end. So. As it is, yeah. So um, if, if anybody that is listening and watching when you when you go to the match if, the, if any of your uh, people you go with does happen to mention our previous manager you know whether you know whether just giving pages make sure they contribute to this as well because it's not just us it applies to you all everybody <laughs> <laughs> we want your pounds to the hospice yeah Danny Absolutely. thank you very much for being here
He's not here. Yeah, I try, I try my best. Uh, hopefully, I'll have better internet on Thursday. Hopefully so. Listen, mate, I know there's a car park in Wales where it's really good. <laughs> anyway, thank you all, and we'll see you Thursday. Thank you very much. Vicious. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it. It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.